0: You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hey, everybody. My annual Arts Madness Tournament is coming up starting the week of February 27th. Now, during the springtime, I like to pit 64 diverse artists up against each other in a series of head-to-head matches until we get down to just one ultimate Arts Madness champion. You can see the brackets linked in the show notes, but for season six, I'm releasing 64 mini episodes to give you a little refresher on all of those different artists ahead of the voting. So make sure you tune in each day to learn a little bit about a lot of different artists. I feel like who art ed. We're to it. Who oh, we're it? Mr. Wood <laughs> art ed me. Yeah. Either way, it, it's it works. Art. That's I, love. I know. I thought too big. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and for today's mini-episode, we're going to be looking at the man considered to be the father of modern sculpture, Auguste Rodin. In 1877, Rodin exhibited his first major sculpture. It was a life-size male figure titled The Age of Bronze. When he showed it at the Paris Salon, critics immediately declared that this sculpture was too realistic, far too lifelike, and they accused him, effectively, of cheating. They said Rodin must have made the work by casting a live model. Now, Rodin was very upset about this accusation, and he strenuously denied it. He wrote letters and provided photographs of his work and the model, pointing out the differences between the two. While Rodin found it personally upsetting, and I can understand why accusations like that would be upsetting, ultimately, the controversy grabbed him a lot of publicity and helped catapult his career. Still, when I think of Rodin and my favorite works of his, it's not so much about how realistically he rendered the proportions and the details of the figure. It's about how he captured the realism of the moment and the emotion. My absolute favorite work of his is The Burgers of Calais. We all know Auguste Rodin was a tremendously talented sculptor. Um, Probably his best known work is The Thinker, although also his tribute to Balzac is considered to be one of his greatest pieces by many critics and historians. The Burgers of Calais was always a standout to me, and I think it's because of the story behind it. When I first looked at The Burgers of Calais, which was sculpted 1884 to 1895, the piece... Seems a bit dark. I mean, as I'm looking at it, I see these figures who seem to be in tattered clothing, ropes around one person's neck, and they're in these poses that just, they seem largely beaten down. One person has a hands up by their head, almost panicked, while someone else is standing sort of tall and resolute. Now, the reason for that range of emotions is he was trying to capture the reality of what people were experiencing in the Hundred Years' War. For those unfamiliar, Calais is a city in France, and during the Hundred Years' War, England and France were fighting. Edward III of England attacked the city of Calais, France, and after a victory in the Battle of Crecy, Uh, The year was around 1346. Edward basically had Calais surrounded. Philip VI of France told the people of Calais, basically just hold out at all costs. Calais is on the coast, and it would be a prime location for England to set up basically a landing zone for people to come from the island of England over to France. Calais would be a good spot for them to make their entry and then advance further into the country. So Philip felt like this was a really important strategic city that France needed needed to hold. The problem is, Philip was not able to break the siege, and the people of Calais were starving. They were surrounded. They had no way to get food and fresh supplies and all of that. So eventually, they were forced to negotiate a surrender. Edward III offered to spare the people if six of the town's leaders would offer themselves up. Burgers, spelled B-U-R-G-H-E-R-S, was referring to sort of wealthy town's leaders. Um, the burger was sort of a position of status within the community. So one of the wealthiest town leaders, Eustace de Saint-Pierre, was the first to volunteer himself. And this was something that everybody assumed meant certain death. I mean, to, just to punctuate it. Edward told the people, send them out with ropes around their necks. Not exactly subtle. Well, five burghers, as I said, a medieval title, basically leaders in the community, they eventually joined in behind him. So all six of them come out, ropes around their necks, keys to the city and castle in hand. But lucky for them, the Queen of England, Queen Philippa of Henault, She convinced Edward to show mercy. She was pregnant at the time, and she believed that it would be a bad omen to start their family by committing horrific acts. So she convinced him to spare them. They were willing to make the ultimate sacrifice to save their loved ones, their friends, their neighbors. And ultimately, it came out okay for them. That act of courage was rewarded. They were shown mercy. Now, I think what makes Rodin's interpretations of the Burgers of Calais so impactful is that he shows the emotional truth of the moment. He shows the range of emotions that those men must have been experiencing as they were stepping up to save their town. He shows one man standing tall. He shows another sort of cowering. He shows that Even people being brave are still afraid. The sort of older, more traditional way of showing these heroic narratives was to show the heroic figure as larger than life, almost superhuman. But I think what Rodin reminds us of is that courage is not an absence of fear. Courage is being afraid but being able to push past that and do what's right anyways. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.